And we're recording. We're back for another podcast, another quarantine edition. I'm Samuel Finlay. Sitting across from me on another computer screen is my co-host. It's your boy again, Simon Quinn. We're back for another pod with a special guest. I'm excited about this. Yes, yes. We do have a guest to join us this week. None other than Michael Murphy. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for us. So you're our, you're our third guest, I believe. How does it feel? It, it's a privilege. Safe to say, it's a, it's a privilege. It's an honor. Long-time listener, I believe, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I, I enjoy it when I go to work. It's, uh, it gets me ready for the day, I have to say. Well, this is episode 16 now. I know, we're 16 episodes deep right now. Um, over the span of two seasons. Murph, quick question. What has been your favorite episode or, or topic? Oh, that's a good one. Um, <clears throat> I'd have to say the Marvel. That was my, my favourite, probably by far. Um, just diving into that was quite a good listen. And you're doing the same as us, aren't you? Because Quinny and myself, I've actually finished it. We did the Marvel's rewatch from the beginning, watching it in chronological order. You're doing the same now. Where are you up to? Yeah, so, well, I started it. <clears throat> that's probably have to be very clear. <laughs> I did start that way. And then I got, uh, I was very unhappy with uh, Captain Marvel. So I jumped right out of whack. After I hit that movie, I just went, no, nah, I'm doing Fair it my enough. way. So I, um, sorry, boys, I tried, but um, Captain Marvel just have no love for it at all. So what was the most recent one you watched? Uh, so I watched, uh, must have been Ragnarok. Okay. Uh, I watched, yeah. So that's yeah, you, obviously. You really did jump there. <laughs> it's a favorite. Oh, I went, I went like in a really weird order and got to there, got there, I guess, in the same sort of time frame, just mixed yeah. them up. Um, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you can you, it's, there's no rules you can do whatever you want that's what I figure if you make him an out of order I'll watch him out of order you know <laughs> that's exactly right Quinny where are you up to now because you're almost at the end yeah so I just finished Infinity Wars last night so I'm up to Endgame so I'll probably either watch that tonight or possibly tomorrow so I'm pretty keen for that right to the end and after your rewatch so far you still sticking by Ragnarok as number one Quinny yeah, I think, yeah, well, I, I watched Ragnarok recently as well, and it was really, really good. And also, Infinity War, though, was amazing. I forgot how good it was. Because we, we me, both had yeah. those one and two. So, you yeah, sticking with right. that? Yeah, I'm sticking with Thor as number one. Okay, yeah. I'm going, you're going to stick with it as well. After my complete rewatch, uh, Thor, Ragnarok, still number one. And yeah, Infinity War, number two. Murph, what about you? You know, you haven't watched all of them, but what has been your favorite so far? I have to say, I love some Tony Stark. I love Iron Man. It's like number one, I love two's good, and three, I mean, they're all good. I like anything with Tony Stark, so Iron Man's are, are my go. Yeah, you can't really beat Robbie Downey Jr., can you? He's um, pretty good as Iron Man. Yeah, he's iconic. I think it's an iconic role. Um, and him just, I watched him on a Joe Rogan podcast and he still had the beard and like the glasses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I watched that and too. And I was like, this guy is like, he's legitimate. Like he is Tony Stark through and through every day now. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's been his, his persona for the last, you know, what was it? 2008 that oh, a long time, yeah. came out. Like, uh, yeah, that's correct. So he has been Iron Man, AKA Tony Stark. For some time. Now, as I said at the start of this podcast, quarantine edition, we're not in the same room, we're not in the same studio. 
unfortunately. Uh, Quinny hasn't been back to his hometown of Wollongong. I finally believe it. I finally believe he has moved to Young, everyone, just so we know. It's been a, an ongoing uh, theme of this podcast, whether or not Quinny has actually moved to Young or not, because he was back every weekend for the first month or so of moving. But quarantine edition... What have we been up to? Because, you know, this is the time in our lives where we can't do too much. We're stuck at home for the most part. I'll start with you, Quinny. Um, you know, we've been speaking on this podcast about, you know, movies. Uh, we've been watching books we've been reading. But um, Easter long weekend, what did you get up to? Yeah, so pretty much for my Easter weekend, I, you know, went to Woolworths, got some, got some chocolates, got some hot crust buns. And then pretty much I went into Big W and I was like, you know what, I'm kind of keen to, you know, play a new game that I haven't played before. And just on the shelf there I noticed was uh, Far, Far Cry number five, which is the game that I've never played before. And it was about $20. And I was like, you know what, I'll give this a crack. And, you know, it might get me through the weekend and the next few weeks off work. So and I'm getting that bad boy. And at the moment I'm loving it. It's uh, really, really good. So I've been smashing through that, just getting caught up doing side missions not following the main storyline, but it's really, really cool. Interesting sort of interesting game. And then obviously I've been reading the Witcher books, as you know, pretty much smashing through Time of Contempt, which is the uh, the third book in the series. So it's been smashing through that. And then obviously I watched some uh, Marvel movies as well. How about you? Very nice. Yeah, uh, much the same, being laying low at home um, over the weekend. Uh, lots of chilling out, uh, lots of downtime. Um, it's a bit weird. This is like the first Easter, like long weekend that I haven't like done any sort of family, uh, activities or anything, which is a bit odd, um, for me, but I've been doing a lot of baking actually. Um, you know, we've got a bit of a group chat and I'm always sending, uh, my food photos to you guys, but, um, I'm, I've been baking sourdough for a while now. So I've been doing a lot of that. Um, but because it was Easter, I actually baked some sourdough hot cross buns. So, um, nice. not only did I bake them, I ate them as well. Um, dropped off a few to our good friend, um, Chris Stringer as well. So he enjoyed Shout out. Um, but yeah, so a lot of baking and a lot of just chilling out. What about you, Murph? I mean, you, you're a bit different situation to us because you've actually got a, a young family yourself. Um, what have you been up to this long weekend? Yeah, uh, still working. Uh, we're still working from home um, over the long weekend because things, I guess, from my point of view, we don't we don't stop. So for the um, listeners, what do you do? Yeah, so I run I run the hotel services for an aged care facility. Um, so we're essential workers, I guess. We don't stop working. And for us, it's probably gotten uh, a lot busier than it, than it would be normally with, with this COVID-19 and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, we, we pretty much are working every day on call. Um, and then obviously I'm on site five days a week. Um, yeah, looking after it. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And did anyone check out today the NBA horse challenge that's been on ESPN? No, I forgot about it. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you time. Don't watch it because I, I thought, oh, this, this could be interesting. I tuned in for about five minutes. I only lasted five minutes. It was a tough watch. It was, uh, wasn't great. I mean, my, my boy, Mr. Big Shot, Chauncey Billups. <laughs> Your he boy. Actually, he actually knocked, boy. He knocked out Trey Young. So, you know, he still got it, surely. Uh, but yeah, it was a tough watch. Not only was it, I mean, it's just kind of weird because it's showing clips of these guys, you know, uh, taking 
challenging shots in their backyard or you know it's not really a backyard because they're you know millionaires who've got these you know humongous courts in their um housing estates um you know it's, it's like these awesome it's basically like an arena in their backyard um but the the quality was really off it was, it was quite strange actually it was like you know, watching someone film on a handy cam. I don't know whether it was like the lag from like the internet or what, but uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I wouldn't um, bother wasting your time with it if I were you guys. But yeah, I just thought I'd ask to see if you guys did tune in or not because um, it was really all the NBA can do right now. Yeah, I definitely did it. And I'm glad you told me that because I don't think I'll invest any time in that. It sounds like it wasn't the greatest. So I might give that a, a pass. Yeah, it has been tough without any sport. You know, the three of us are NBA fans, but we do have something to look forward to. I think next weekend it comes out, and that is the Michael Jordan or the Chicago Bulls documentary on Netflix. Uh, the Last Dance, I believe it's called. Oh, yeah, um, it looks great. It looks so are we, bo- are we all excited for that or what? Yeah, lock it in. 100% yeah. watching that. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean, anything with the Bulls, anything with Michael Jordan in it, um, is you know going to be awesome? You know, it's a documentary, a miniseries focusing on the nineteen ninety seven to ninety eight Chicago Bulls. You know, arguably one of the best teams of all time, if not the best. Um, so yeah, that's going to be pretty good. But I, I think it's time, you know, to jump into the main talking point of this podcast, and that is a bit of Denzel Washington, a bit of a deep dive. We like to do deep dives here on the podcast. And Murph is a big Denzel fan, so we thought we'd get him on. Uh, but I just want to start. Maybe we can go um, round the round the table and start with straight off the bat. What is his best movie? Because he's done some. We'll get into you know top fives and that in a second. But if you had to pick one, what is his best movie? Quinny, you start, and then Murph um, fire after that. Yeah, so that's tough for me. I have a lot of. Um, good Denzel Washington movies I really love uh, his best and, and this is maybe um, not what you enjoy the most what you just think is the best yeah so it's probably not the one I enjoy the most because my favourite um, one isn't this one but I think the best one I've seen him in is probably it's probably you know a bit mainstream but I'm going to say Training Day the one that he did where he won the Academy Award for Best Actor I really thought Training Day was a really, really interesting film. And just in it, like Denzel was just like a nutcase. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like corrupt police force in, L, you know, in LA. So the LAPD going on like a gang-ridden neighborhood watch around South Central LA. I really found that really, really interesting. And I thought Denzel killed the role. Like him and Ethan Hawke are in it together and they both like, you know, work off each other so well. And I think from what I saw and what I think in regards to Denzel, it's not my favorite um, Denzel film, but I think it is probably the best that I've seen him in. Yeah, that's a strong strong choice right there. What about you, Murph? Uh, I'll go with John Q. Um, so John Q, yeah, I think I think it's like he, he plays a great role in it. Like his his son gets sick, he hasn't got the money to pay for the bills, and it just, it just shows you the, I guess the the mass massive lack they have in America of the um the healthcare system and how it doesn't, I guess also always look after the people. Um yeah, and it's good and it sort of hits home a bit more now. Um I watched it last night and I was like this is such a like watching it again. It's just such a such a good movie. He plays such a good role in that movie. Yeah, nice. Another good good pick there. I'm going to go with, I think his best movie is American Gangster, personally. 
Ooh, um, nice. Which is a bit more of a new. Well, I mean, you know, it's not that new, but it's it's newer in comparison to to say training day. Um, yeah, that's just like your classic. Just when Denzel is just the ultimate boss in the movie, um, you know, and he's just someone you wouldn't want to mess with. I mean, pretty much every movie, someone you wouldn't want to mess with, but he is the ultimate American gangster. Um, and you know, he's got some serious stees in that movie. Um, as that old school sort of uh, gangster and, and leader. So I'm going to go with American Gangster. How about our favorite? Let's go with maybe five. Uh, Quinny? All right. So my top five, no particular order. Uh, Man on Fire. That's my favorite Denzel movie. Remember the Titans, Training Day, John Q. And I've also got American Gangster in there as well. Nice. What about you, Murph? Um, okay, so I've got Roman J. Israel Esquire. I've got both the equalizers, so one and two. Oh, interesting. Mm, I like them. Yeah, I don't know. They they do. Do. I, I like that how he's in those, that they're good. Yeah. Um, remember, the, remember the Titans? Um, and then he got game. Yeah, yeah nice. Game. He got nice, game. Jake Shuttlesworth. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I've got, he got game in mind as well. Um, Remember the Titans, American Gangster, as I said. Uh, And I've got the Hurricane also in mind as well. Another uh, amazing movie. And Training Day as well. Training Day is just, for all the reasons you mentioned there, Quinny. But here's a question I want to ask as well, because Denzel's known as, you know, he's every role he plays, he's just such a badass. He is just so commanding on screen. But I want to talk about what we think is his most badass role um i'm gonna go with i think i mean it's tough because as i you know american gangsters won Quinny, you sort of um mentioned uh training day which i think is his most badass i mean purely just off that one one shot uh, the, the uh scene you know where he, he's got the gun pointed at him and you know he says king kong ain't got shit on me he's got spit flying out of his mouth and you can shoot me but you can't kill me I mean, that one scene, I think, is probably his most badass scene, but I think that movie's also his most badass role. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, so for me, I reckon it's Man on Fire, 100% Man on Fire, where he plays the ex-Marine special operative and he gets like, you know, he becomes like a pretty much a bodyguard for like a rich family in Mexico and then the daughter gets kidnapped by the Mexican cartel and he just goes on a rampage. And just that one scene that I remember, iconic, where he pretty much puts a grenade in the guy's ass. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes yeah, Of course, Quinny that one. It, it was hilarious. He's a badass. He's like talking to the guy. He goes, you know what? You get a grenade up your ass. And then he like walks away and blows him up. <laughs> and it's just iconic. And that just that whole movie, he's just literally one man mission to just destroy this drug cartel to get the girl back. And then he ends up getting her back right at the end. But that's probably for me Denzel in prime power. Yeah, nice. I'd um, I'd go with Safe House. So I think Safe House with Ryan Reynolds. He's like a CIA agent. He's just badass. He's just a killer, um, and he just destroys everyone in his path pretty much in that movie. Um, or even Malcolm X when he play he plays Malcolm X in, in that movie. That's a pretty, um, pretty badass role as well. I'd say. Yeah, nice. And that's a bit of an older one too, isn't it? 
92, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what were our first Denzel movies that we watched? Um, yeah, I think I'll just go here. I'll just jump in. I think for me, the first one I saw him in, I think, was Philadelphia. Ah, yeah. Another really nice film. That was going to be an honorable mention for me in my movies. Uh, the one where he obviously plays the African-American lawyer who is looking after Tom Hanks, who's like the the rich lawyer who gets done. He gets like diagnosed with HIV and AIDS. And it's all about, it looks like homosexuality and homophobia. And then Denzel's like a huge homophobia um, lawyer. And then he becomes, ends up representing Tom Hanks. So for me, yeah, I was going to say Philadelphia. Nice, man. Yeah, nice. yeah um, I'd say the, the one I can remember would be, um, oh, what is it called? Why am I? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Yeah. So I, I've probably watched movies before that, but that's, when I think about Denzel's first movie I ever saw, it would be it would be that movie. Yeah, I I agree with Murph on that one. That was the one that I can really remember, like my sort of intro to Denzel. Obviously, I knew who he was before watching that for the first time, but that was the first time I really watched like a, one of his movies from start to finish and really picked up on how good of an actor he was. And you know, that's one of those classics that, no matter how many times you watch it, it's just as good every time. Um, and you know, you don't even have to like um, football, American football, to appreciate that movie because it's just great acting and great storytelling. So I would agree with that as well. What, what, what do we think about Denzel's like legacy? Like he's often talked about as one of the best. Is he the GOAT? Oh, I don't know. That's it's a, a big, big call. It's a that's big a call. Very big call. He'd be up there. He'd have to He's be up, up there. there. Yeah. Top, top 10 of all time, surely. Yeah, I would say top 10 of all time. I mean, I guess the difference between him and, you know, someone like, um, you know, say Leo, who you mentioned on our last podcast, Quinny, who you wanted to have a beer with, Leonardo DiCaprio. I guess Denzel, like from at least what I've seen, um, he, he plays a pretty similar character um, in the majority of his movies. He's done a few, obviously, that are slightly different, but he's, he's more that serious um, thriller or drama than to, you know, playing a comedic role. That's right. And I've just, you know, fun fact, I just looked up pretty much top 100 greatest actors on IMDb and guess who number 10 is? Denzel? Denzel. Nice. Is Jack, Jack Nicholson's number one, right? (laughs) Yeah, Jack is number one. Denzel's number 10. So yeah, he's definitely top 10 for me. Yeah. So who comes in? Who's the top five on that list? Uh, You've got... I remember looking at this last week, but I can't remember off the top of my head. um, Jack Nicholson... Uh, you got Marlon Brando, so we all know, you know, classic old school actor. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Daniel Day-Lewis. They're okay. top five. Tom Hanks is in there too, number seven. Yeah. That's a solid solid list right there. So he's won two Oscars uh, for yep. Training Day and Glory. Nine nominations though, which is pretty impressive. Should yep. he have won more than two? I don't know. It just it. I kind of. It depends. though, really like what year the film gets released because there's always heaps of tough competition in certain years. So sometimes Denzel might have been a bit, you know, not you know looked at as as good. But I think two is probably about right. Yeah, Murph, do you agree? Yeah, I think when you look at what he was nominated for, like he got nominated for the Hurricane, he didn't win. Flight didn't win. Fences didn't win. And Roman J. 
and that's in his last few years. Like, I think he could have possibly won for the Hurricane. That was pretty yeah, good. That that's, was pretty yeah, good storytelling. Like, yeah, um, flight that was great as well. But I can understand why he wouldn't win that. But I think definitely got one more with um the Hurricane. Yeah, I think I think three would probably be like you'd hit that on the the nail right there. I think Hurricane, if you had one one, that probably would have been what I would say uh, would be, I guess, fair if you look at it that way. Is there any bad movies that he's in? Um, yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> what do you because I mean, like, I'm, I'm thinking here, I'm trying to think, like, what movies have I seen that Denzel's in that I don't really like? And you seen Deja Vu? That's one I have not seen. I like Deja Vu. I reckon he's good like in that. It? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's good know. in it, though. The movie might not be great, but he's good in it. Yeah. I, I, maybe that's just me. Um, I didn't really, I didn't like it. Or Out of Time. I didn't like Out of Time either. I haven't that seen was, that one. Yeah, don't watch it. It was pretty average, like... Considering you go in there going, it's Denzel, it should be like this like awesome character. It really wasn't. For me, anyway, it wasn't great. Oh, he's yeah. also in Much Ado About Nothing, a Shakespeare film, which wasn't that great. So he probably could have been maybe not as good in that either. I've only seen that a few times, though. So I guess maybe that's one of his low points. Yeah, and speaking of um, Shakespeare, he's going to be in Macbeth. Apparently, yeah, that looks cool. um, yeah, he's going to be coming that. out in 2021. What's our thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm definitely keen to see that because I know for me, I love um, the Macbeth play and the story. I even taught it last year for my English class. So I really appreciate it a lot. And I think he'll suit the role of Lord Macbeth quite easily. I think it'll be interesting to see how he goes with that as it's like a Shakespeare vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a whirl, but I mean, I can't say I'm into that whole Shakespeare vibe, but it's it's Denzel, so I don't <laughs> want to knock it till I try it. That's right. Uh, is, there, is there any uh, Denzel movies that we haven't seen that are like some of his classics that you're a bit like ashamed to say you haven't seen? Yeah, I'll, I'll go quickly. I've got a few, um, Antoine Fisher. I haven't seen that one. I think Murph mentioned that. I haven't seen, um, what's, what's another one? Uh, the Siege, I haven't seen that either. That's meant to be pretty good. That's it, though, really. Murph, because you're yeah. obviously probably, you're the, probably the biggest Denzel fan out of the three of us. Is there any you haven't seen that you're a bit ashamed to say? I'd probably say I haven't seen Fallen. Uh-huh. So that's that's in 98. It's a bit of a while back. Um, Virtuosity. So probably the ones that are a little bit older. I haven't seen them so much. Um, but, yeah, definitely anything from like that 2000 down, I've pretty much I've seen all of them. For sure, a few times. Yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a bit the same. I, the few of the older ones I haven't seen. I haven't seen Philadelphia, which I really should have. That's good, you know, man. You should you know, watch Tom it. Tom Hanks yeah, as good. well in there. Um, and, you know, is critically acclaimed. Uh, I haven't seen The Bone Collector either. Oh, that's um, a good one. That's great, yeah. 1999, um, one I want to see. And a newer one I haven't seen came out in 2010 is The Book of Eli. I haven't seen it. Oh, I've seen that. You've got to watch that, bro. So that needs to um, definitely go onto the list. I mean, now's the time, right? Um, that's right. Yeah, what well, about... Actually, the... I haven't seen Flight. I haven't seen oh, Flight. That's oh, a, that's good. Watch Flight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. Sorry. You, you, just saw that, you just saw that recently, didn't you, Murph? I, like, rewatched yeah, it recently. Yeah, I watched, I watched it again. I was like, this is so good. I didn't realize how good it was. So I watched it again. It's like, far out. What a character. Like, an alcoholic airline pilot. And just he's on coke, he's on everything, and he still manages to land this plane like inverted, 
Like he just gets crazy. Yeah, it's a it's a wild movie. What would we say if you guys say for someone who's listening to this who like not really a big Denzel fan or maybe hasn't seen a Denzel movie before? What do you reckon the best intro movie to Denzel is? Uh, do we think it's remember the like I'd probably say remember the Titans, but could you guys you know maybe recommend another one? Do you think there's or or do you think that's the one? I think that's the one. Yeah, oh, yeah for me, I, for me, that's the one because like you can you can relate to it so much. Like it's so relatable, especially if you play sports as a kid. You can go, oh yeah, that's like that's a good movie to start off with. Yeah, I agree. I think it's probably Remember the Titans as well. Yeah. Definitely. So, what? Why? Why do we like Denzel so much? Why is he so good? It's oh, a big you, question. You go, Murph. You're the Denzel fan. You get first go. Um, I, I would say the reason I like him, I think, is because he, he he is he's an artist. Like he's an actual. He this is what he does. He won't do anything else. Like it's like it's his whole life is being that person, that character. You know, like it seems like. When he gets given a like a, a task, which is to be, you know, uh, in, in the Titans, say the coach Herman Boone, he is Herman Boone for like two years. Do you know what I mean? Like he's just like stuck in that person, and he makes it his own. So that's what I would say. He's like to me, he's like a, he's a he's a consummate professional. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he's like a really good method actor. He really gets into the roles that he plays, and I just think, just in general, just his presence on camera. I know every time I see him in a film, like I'm just focused on him the whole time. His presence just dominates the screen and it's hard not to listen and like him. And you can just tell he puts so much time and effort into his, you know, into what he loves and what he practices every single day. So that's probably why I like Denzel so much. Yeah, I can't really add anything else to that. You guys sort of summed it up there, especially just his presence on screen. Um, Like he's captivating as soon as he starts speaking, uh, especially in some of those like, um, you know, uh, really well-known scenes like you know we sort of mentioned in you know training day he's just like you start watching him and you just can't take your eyes off um you know him because he's just yeah so captivating right there what about um denzel's son john david washington do you guys are you guys into him as a um as a an actor he was actually like a quite a uh, a good football player played running back as well. I don't know if you guys know that. He actually played for the St. Louis Rams, or at least he was in their squad. He was signed um, by them um, as an undrafted free agent and then was released by them. Uh, but do you guys... He was in Ballers, um, which was also about football, um, with The Rock there. I didn't particularly love him in that. But he's been in a handful of movies, uh, most recently Tenant, which um, I've actually not yet seen, but has gotten some really good um, reviews uh, directed by Christopher Nolan there. Do you guys um, mess around with any of his movies? Yeah, so for me, um, one movie that I've seen him that was really, really good, it's a Spike Lee one, Black KK Klansman, where he plays the first African-American cop in Colorado Springs, which is like a huge Ku Klux Klan area. And he goes undercover to um, pretty much to um, take down the head of the KKK who's also paid, uh, played by my boy Topher Grace from that 70s show. So it's based on a real story and obviously it's a Spike Lee joint and it was quite critically acclaimed and also Adam Driver's in it as well. So shout out to Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. And in that movie, I've seen it 
Um, he's actually really, really good in it. Yeah, I actually started watching that on Netflix the other night, funnily enough, like literally four or five nights ago. Um, I only got halfway through uh, and I actually um, ended up changing it. Um, let's watch it with my girlfriend and we kind of wanted something a little bit. Uh, we thought it was going to be... Um, I didn't know too much about it before that. We thought it was going to be more of a comedy. Uh, so we ended up changing it. Definitely but I'm, not I'm, a comedy. No, definitely not. Um, but I'm going to go back and finish that because it was good. Yeah. Yeah, I have no love for this guy. But I don't know anything about him. I know his dad. Oh, right, I'm going to stick with his dad, please. I, I love it. Savage, you know. Well, that's how I am. I'm I love it. it. That's how it has to be. I, mean, I, I don't know anything about him. I'm sure he's great. Like, his dad's great. But we all know it's hard when, like, your dad is so good at something or your parents are so good to, like, to meet that expectation or to sort of surpass that even. And if you don't, like, match it, you're always sort of seen as lesser than. So, like, it makes it hard, I think. Um, for me to love him because I love his father so you know yeah that's that's fair hey I mean if you want an intro to him I, I wouldn't watch Ballers I actually quite liked Ballers like I enjoyed I thought just he was good in Ballers uh, I don't know I, I mean it's just it's one of those shows where like you know The Rock is great in it because he's The Rock like he can kind of do no wrong uh, but it's just one of those like shows that doesn't really have a lot of context to it it's a bit random like I wouldn't say it's a great show, um, but I mean, if you like NFL football, you'll like it because, you know, it's got, you know, the players are actually in it playing themselves. Kind of like that entourage vibe. And the flame. Yeah, yeah. Travis Scott's in it too. So, um, yeah, but it's a bit wild. Like The Rock goes on to buy the Kansas City Chiefs and like, it's just, it gets real wild towards the end. And uh, <laughs> um, nice. yeah, so I probably, probably wouldn't watch that, Murph, if you want to get into um, Denzel's son john david washington's movies <laughs> there look me and john david are never gonna be mates that's that's <laughs> right now it's not gonna happen okay no, that's not even first you don't have three three names john david washington like just stay with john washington what are you doing anyway i mean i don't want to hate on him i don't want to hate you know <laughs> uh, all right well anything else you guys want to touch on with denzel no i think we've covered most of it, yeah. What I wanted to cover anyway with him. No, yeah, I think we've given him some justice today. Nice. All right. Well, before we uh, finish up the pod, obviously it's quarantine edition. People are at home. You know, you know, maybe they've got some some inspiration to watch some Denzel movies um, after listening to this pod. But I think we should leave them uh, with some recommendations. And you know, Quinny and I are going to start doing this towards the end of, and we've sort of been doing it previous to this podcast but three recommendations to leave the listeners with to either uh, watch read or play um so i want a movie a show a book and video game one of each uh it doesn't necessarily have to be something you're watching um right now or reading right now but maybe a classic maybe one of your favorites um so some recommendations quinny you can start fire after and i'll i'll finish so start with start with movie yep yeah, so I'm doing movie, book, and game or TV show, whatever it is. Yeah, so movie, book, show, and then video game. Perfect. All right. Or it could Number be board one. game. Yeah, all right, no worries, man. So pretty much for me, my recommendations for our listeners out there. Number one, do yourself a favor. I've been talking about Denzel today. Watch Man on Fire. Get around that. It's a great movie. Uh, secondly, The Witcher book. I'm currently reading it. Time of Contempt. I've nearly finished it. It's really, really, really good. It's getting really good. A lot of action happening. It's really getting me heaps into the story even more. So I've been pretty much smashing through that. So just on that, 
on The Witcher. So what number book is that? So Time of Contempt is the third book that he released, but it's also the second book in the saga. So it's a bit weird that way, but yeah, it's see, the second one in the saga. Because I got a bit confused, right? I went to buy The Witcher and like I've only seen the... Um, the show, the Netflix on Netflix show, and I played the game very briefly. And I went to go get The Witcher um, a week or two ago, and I was rattled because I got in there and there was like you know five or six different Witcher books, and I picked up the first one, and then I looked at the back and it didn't sound like it was actually the first book of the Witcher series. So, which book should people start with? So, the first book of the saga is called Blood of Elves. So that's the one that I read the other week, and Time of Contempt's number two. But it's the third one that he released after The Last Wish. Right. So I'm currently reading Time of Contempt, which is the second one in the saga. Okay. But the so, third one, yes. So you're the second book in right now. Would you say it's one of those um, that you should read the book first, watch the series, or maybe even play the game? I think for me, I, I reckon just read the books first because the books give you a lot... Um, more insight into the actual show itself and then I'd go to the game or the show after that and I think you got to start with the the original content yeah okay cool so yeah. uh, show uh, so the show that I'm going to recommend to everyone uh, Ozark TV series I've spoken about this several times on this podcast yes. I've been Jason meaning to Bateman's watch it. In it it's a really really good show it's on Netflix um, currently and it's up to season 3 it only got released like the other week me and Marty, shout out to Marty, love this show. We've smashed through it, but I'm up to season three. Do yourself a favor, give it a crack. It's really, really interesting. And Jason Bateman is amazing in it. And finally, to end it, I mentioned it before on the podcast, number four, guys, you know me, I'm a gamer. I love games. Far Cry 5. If you want to just sit there and just smash through some good content, play some Far Cry 5. Nice, solid list of recommendations there. I like it, Murph. Okay. Um, firstly, you've got to say, Kuni, the, the Witcher, tried it. Definitely tried it. Uh, it was going all right. First episode in. Got a bit dicey, got to say. Got a, got a bit dicey. I'm going to like try it. It's a fancy show, man. I'm going to try it again. Where did it get Wait. dicey for you, bro? Oh, where did it get dicey? Bro, I was just like, what is this? What's happening? I had no backstory on it. I should have read a book or something before I started. But I said... Jeez. You were right, but I'll definitely try it again. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, it's actually really good. You'll give it time, Murph. Sizzle knows. Look, look, I, I'm look. I'm sure it's great. I just need to get into that whole fantasy thing a bit more. Like, yeah. I, you know, you know me. I'm into it. I'm into that that deep enough. But I'll, I'll give it a crack. So, Murph, do you, do you mess around with any fantasy like uh, Game of Thrones, um, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Bro, don't Star Wars? Do not bring up Harry Potter to me right now. I've got. A member of my family, and and she is she is like so deep in Harry Potter. It's not funny, and it's just put me right off. It's put me right off. I they're running around with like wands and like saying spells and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Like, oh, it's so hard. Um, but no, I don't really mess around with much like like any of that science fiction. None of that. None yeah, of that stuff. You've got to give Harry um, Potter some some chance. Some some time. I've got to give say. I've got to give it a I've got to give it a try, and I feel like. Shout out to our boy Chris Stringer. He's been doing audiobooks. Um, yeah, listen to the audiobooks. So I feel like if I start there, maybe I can warm up to it. You know what I mean? I can warm up to Harry and all this, whatever his life's been about. I'm sure it's been hard. Um, but, you know, I'm not there just yet, boys. Not there so, just so yet. So, Murph, if we were to do a Harry Potter deep dive, would you jump on? 
I definitely wouldn't jump on and I probably wouldn't listen to it. Not yet. When I'm I, ready, I, I, will. I think a deep dive, Harry Potter deep dive is coming, isn't it, Quinny? Yeah, I think it's necessary. Sorry, man. If you need to get pull your head pull your head in and get into it. <laughs> Wait, boys, if you deep dive in it, like I said, I, I I couldn't help you at all. I'd just be like, Who's Harry? What's he doing with his life? Seriously. We'll, we'll, like someone's we'll, sorting me out. We'll give you a few weeks, Murph. We'll we'll do a deep dive in Harry Potter in let's say three, four weeks time, something like that. So you got you got a few weeks. Okay, well I'll try. I'll try. If I don't get to the first page of the first book, don't be don't be angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> so my um yeah so movie um recommendation like anything denzel i'll say for sure get out there get on netflix foxtel whatever you've got and you'll find something and just watch it like you'll like it or i'm i'm starting to watch the the ronda rousey doco that's oh, on yeah. Uh, netflix um yeah pretty good insight um so far from i've seen into her life Pretty, so does that cover because like I haven't I haven't seen it, but does that cover her like both MMA and uh, WWE career? Or uh, so so far I'm only halfway in, but it sort of starts off with like her judo career okay. and like her early life, and then how she got into MMA, and then how she sort of won her first title, and then how it all fell apart. All right, sounds good. So that was yeah, that one's pretty good. A uh, book, I've got a few on the go at the moment, as you all know. Yeah. Um, I'm reading Kobe Bryant's. I mean, latest one, obviously he passed away, rest in peace. Um, the Mumba Mentality, uh, which is just nice. like all Love really, that. it's a really good book in the sense that it's got all photos from his 20 year career and then his, I guess, his philosophy on life and, and how he would live and how he prepared for the game. And he goes right into the very minutiae of like what he would do every game. But the photos behind it are just like make it because it's like all these awesome shots. Yeah. So, for people that don't follow the NBA or you know aren't basketball fans, would they still get something out of it? Oh, for sure. I think you definitely would because um, he relates it back to not just basketball, but like anything he did in life. He sort of was like that laser focus, um, and then took the mentality that he, I guess he coined the Mamba mentality, um, and then put that into I guess his career after basketball. He won an Oscar. I think he won a, like a an Emmy or something as well. He won a few different awards that were like completely away from athletics and sports, you know? Um, so that definitely rings true. And then my other book I've got is Kitchen Confidential. That's a book that Anthony Bourdain read. He, he wrote yeah, that nice. book in uh, 2000, I think it was. So it's just like pretty much his life in, in like uh, in different restaurants and things that he saw and went through and his life, I guess, uh, in that time period. Um, obviously he passed away, he killed himself unfortunately um but that's a really good book i've only just sort of started that one but that's yeah a really good uh good good read as well that i would recommend uh show i'm gonna go with big bang okay just because nice. it's something light i mean there's too much heavy stuff on tv right now yeah, for me that's for sure. just sticking with um some sheldon man sheldon's so funny like i just wish i knew sheldon in real life um <laughs> so going back from the start and then like watching it progress all its way through so we're like halfway through that at the moment, so that's good. Um, and then board game. I don't play. I'm not much of a gamer. I don't do much gaming at all. But um, Uno, I'm deep. Nice, in classic. Right now. Bro, I'm, I'm classic. just taking souls every day in my house right now. <laughs> I don't care who you are, what your age is. I'm Draw four. Bro, yesterday, <laughs> what, was it, what, I got like four of them in a row. 
like I just dominated. Wasn't there some talk about us playing, you know, like, um, like, well, you, know, you, know, you know, app over the chat or something like I, that? I put it over the chat. No responses. <laughs> yeah, no, no, one, one. No, one, no one showed love. That's all right, boys. You know, whatever. No, no one really please. responded to that one, did they? <laughs> Sorry, man. That's all right. Hey, I can't hate you. Because, I mean, you know it's another side of that, which is me. And I'm an Uno king. I, um... Like I said, I don't care what your age is. I would, I would dominate. There's, all, would, there's um, almost as, as many crickets as when Quinny said he was in Gryffindor. <laughs> Oi, bro. Like, you know my disdain, Harry Potter, right now. When I saw that, I was like, you're kidding. Yeah, I was like, Quinny, you're straight up Hufflepuff. Come oh, on, turn, turn it up. Someone turn it up. I don't want to hear that. Um, but... Sizzle. You know what, mate? How about you do the quiz and see what you get? You'll probably get Ravenclaw or someone rubbish like that. You know what? I think I've actually... I'm Gryffindor, mate. You know, you know, I've actually done it before and I'm pretty sure I got Hufflepuff, just yeah, for the record. that's right. Hufflefield. That's what you are right now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are these? What is hey, this that's madness? A great, that's a great house, Gritty. Come on. No, nah, Hufflepuff's not too bad. Cedric Diggory? Come on, man. Yeah, sorry. Cedric, yeah. One of the he doesn't last very long, though, does he? One of the greats. Oh, boys, you're losing me here. One Cedric Diggory. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, before we lose Murph, I better uh, run through mine. Uh, movie recommendation is an old one, but I'd actually not seen it, uh, and my girlfriend loves it, so we chucked it on. Notting Hill, classic. Nice, classic. Oh, I mean, if you if you like um, Hugh Grant, you're gonna like this one. Uh, it's just like an easy watch. It's fun. Um, you know, it's romantic. You can watch it with your partner. Um, you know, crack a bottle of wine and you know have a have a have a fun night there uh book i'm going to go with some classics as well We've got a lot of classics here um is 1984 and animal farm two books there two classics a lot of like books that you read um in english i know you know you've taught english before have you actually taught either of these books Quinny? i haven't actually i haven't taught this um book before but i have read it and it's really really good it's a really interesting like idea and story and it works well yeah, so I'm, I've actually never read either of them. Um, so that's why I'm recommending it because I just started reading 1984 and uh, yeah, worth a read. Uh, it's a bit heavy. Quality. bit heavy. Yeah, but, it is, um, man. It's like totalitarianism and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, so they're the two I've got. The show, and I actually asked you guys um, in our group chat about this uh, yesterday, I think, and I haven't seen it yet, which is wild because it's you know regarded as one of the all-time greats um, and you know we're talking about Denzel here, and I feel like if you like if we like Denzel, we really all should have watched this. Is the Wire? I've never never seen it, um, so I'm just going to start jumping into that, and um, you know it's going to be interesting to to watch that for the first time because it is one of those shows that people do say is one of the greats. I actually think The Ringer, um, Bill Simmons' website and his podcasting network, they're doing a rewatch of The Wire and they're going to do like episode by episode recaps. So I'm going to uh, watch the show and I'm going to listen to the podcast as well. Um, so that's going to be exciting as well. Uh, video game or board game. Um, I'm going to go with uh, a board game, actually, not a video game. Well, a card game, I guess, and that's Speed. My girlfriend and I have been playing it. Um, what yeah. is that? It's a yeah, what's that? So it's kind of like um, so you, you've each got a certain amount of cards, and then you've got like two burner decks, I guess. And basically, you're trying to get rid of all your cards before the other person. To get rid of a card, you either have to. So there's two sort of um, face up uh, cards down, and you either have to. You can put your cards on either deck, and it either has to be above or below the number that's there. 
Um, and basically, you're just trying to get rid of all your cards. And you've got, you've got five cards in your hand at one time. And when you drop a card, you pick up another card from your deck. So, and you're just basically trying to, the first person to get rid of all their cards. Um, yeah, so, you know, obviously Google it and that for the full, full rules and whatnot. But speed, it's, worth, it's, it's a good two-player uh, card game. So we've been playing that um, here and there. So that's one I'd recommend. Um, one thing I didn't ask either of you, and I'm going to get it off you now, and that is podcast, other than this one, of course, because everyone should be subscribed to, to our podcast. Any podcasts you guys would recommend? Um, or or maybe, just like, maybe just a podcast episode that you listened to that you liked. Um, um probably oh binge mode harry potter any of the half-blood prince um chapters uh book summaries or chapter summaries they're really really good that'd be my go-to nice murph that's what you got to be listening to straight after this then yeah yeah i'll get onto that straight away um no probably won't boys um but no I'd, i'd go with joe rogan obviously that's pretty popular going around but He's doing, I think, like three shows a week at this point. Like he's just—he yeah, he just, pumps them out. He really does. Oh, he's just smashing them out, and they're all the content is like—it's all so good. Like I can't really fault anyone he has on there. They're all really good. Yeah, I mean, for me, Joe Rogan is—he's like the—he's the king of podcasting, really. Like, I mean, he's number one. Bill Simmons and him, I think, are fighting it for me, at least personally. They're the two. Um, I guess at the top of the podcasting food chain um, for me. So yeah, great recommendation there, uh, Murph. And his is one of those podcasts where he puts it up on YouTube as well. So there's video content there as well if you prefer to watch it rather than listen. Um, Maybe so. that's what we should do sometimes, Sizzle. That could be our next little step next time I'm back in Wollongong. Right, yeah, when this COVID-19 is over, we'll, um, we'll get some video content together. I think that's a great idea. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, for me is a particular, I mean, I've got so, there's so many podcasts I listen to. Um, you know, Joe Rogan's one, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, of course, um, JJ Reddick podcast, the J- Dave Chang show. Um, there's heaps, but a podcast I recently listened to recently that I really liked um, was Pull Up with CJ McCullum from the Trailblazers. He interviewed, oh, nice. yeah, he had uh, Camille Anthony on as a guest. Um, it's from earlier in March. It's from like um, like when this COVID-19 sort of really started to ramp up. And it's a really good episode because Camelo sort of talks about the process of getting back into the league and, you know, the dark days of, uh, you know, his not so much dark days, but when he was really at peace with retirement. And then the Blazers sort of came out of nowhere. Um, and he's gone on to you know, have a pretty successful season with them. So it's really interesting because he talks about that. He talks about his time in New York. Um, it, it, what was interesting, he talks about meditation. And I didn't know this, but Camille Anthony's like actually really big into meditation. Um, Love that. Yeah. So, um, you know, he said when he was in New York, he, he got really into it and that helped him and it helped his game a lot as well. Um, it elevated his game to another level. So that was really interesting. Um, and it's also a really good episode because... As the episode goes on, they find out that uh, the NBA is going to be shut down. So they're like, they're halfway through this podcast and then the NBA gets called. They find out about the whole Rudy Gobert and the the Jazz, um, you know, possible infection. Uh, So then they have their their instant reaction. So it's it's really interesting to hear that as well. So that's a podcast. If you like basketball or even if you don't like basketball, if you like mindfulness and meditation, check out Pull Up with CJ McCollum, uh, the episode where he chats to... Camilo Anthony, it's a it's a great listen. Um, was that was that um, inspired by uh, Phil Jackson? He was with the Knicks. 
Yes, it actually was. It was. Oh, so, um, yeah, you're on to... You, you'd really like it because I know you're a big Phil Jackson guy. You actually lent mm. me a couple of Phil Jackson's books recently. So thanks for that. I need to jump in to those. Yeah, but Mello, uh, he, he mentions that in, in the podcast. He, he said when Phil, you know, came to the Knicks, that was one thing he would sort of make them do is he would, you know, come into the room to, you know, have a meeting or to, you know, watch tape or whatever. And he would just force them to sit there with their thoughts for 10 minutes before they didn't have to necessarily be meditating but it would just be like all right before we watch any film and you know he wasn't the coach but he would he was obviously heavily involved and he would come and be like we're not going to watch film just yet it's gonna we're gonna have 10 minutes just you with your thoughts uh no speaking nothing like that so um yeah obviously he was the zen master um so yeah, he got mellow into um, meditation. And CJ McCullum, he talks about a lot in, throughout his you know podcasting series because he's into meditation as well. Uh, yeah. So yeah, CJ McCullum, he's quite a good uh, podcast host as well. He actually like when he was at college, he studied communications. So um, you know he he's pretty good. He's pretty switched on as well. So out of the you know because a lot of NBA players have podcasts, and I like a few of them. JJ Reddick's another one that I really like. His podcast is great. But CJ's pull up with CJ McCullum. It's it's a really good, really good listen. So. That would be a recommendation from me. Yeah, nice. It sounds good. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, we're sitting at almost 50 minutes. I think it's almost time to call this podcast um, to finish it up. Any, any last words? Thanks for jumping on, Murph. It's, it's been great having you. No worries. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Yeah, I was just going to say thanks, Murph. Good on you for coming on. It's always nice to have a guest for our pod. And um, you know Easter Monday right now. How are we going to spend our afternoons? Any plans? Um, I think I'll just read a book or play some Far Cry. Sounds good, Murph. Yeah, probably same same boat there. Probably read read something. Um, cook some cook some food. Get ready for work tomorrow. Sounds good. Well, thanks for jumping on, Murph. And as always, tell your sister, your brother, your cousin, your nephew. Just tell everyone. That's right. Tell the fam. And uh, we'll be back for another podcast next week, of course. Um, So please stay tuned. We'll be seeing you next time. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. Peace. Peace.